Hey, everybody, stand with us. It's time to worship our amazing God. Amen. Who is ready to worship the Lord? Yeah. Amen. Okay, a little bit louder now. Who is ready to worship our God? Yeah, yeah that's what I want to hear. Our God is good. Amen. He's our refuge. He is always there for us. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I can see the clouds roll in. I can feel the winds. They try to shake me. I will not be moved. My feet are on the rock. Yeah. I can feel the waters rise. I can hear the howling lies that haunt me. Fear won't hold me now. My feet are on the rock. Yeah. When I feel my hope about to break, I will cling to your unchanging grace. Let the waters come and the earth give way. I'll be dancing in the rain. My feet are on the rock. morning light. I can feel the joy on the horizon. Here my faith is found. I stand on solid ground. When I feel my hope about to break, I will cling to your unchanging grace. Let the waters come and the earth give way. I'll be dancing in the rain. Oh, yeah. My feet are on the rock. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you are our rock. We bless your holy name, Lord. On Christ's solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. So stomp your feet and clap your hands. Our feet are on the rock. Yeah. On Christ's solid rock I stand. All yeah. of the ground is sinking sand. So stomp your feet and clap your hands. Our feet are on the rock. On Christ's solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. So stomp your feet and clap your hands. Our feet are on the rock. One more time. You are our rock. Thank you.
you place our feet on solid ground? Solid ground. He's good, amen? Oh, I love getting away from the piano and moving around a little bit. <laughs> All right. We bless your holy name, God. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Who love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. We bless your name, Lord. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder? Who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder? your holy name we worship you God who brings the chaos back into order who makes the orphan a son or daughter the king of glory the king of glory who rules the nations with truth and justice shines like the sun in all of its brilliance the king of glory the King above all kings. Oh, this is amazing grace. Yes. This is unfailing love. Unfailing love. That you would take my place. Ooh, that you would bear my cross. You laid down your life. That I would be set free.
says know that the Lord is good it is he who made us he made you you are his I am his we are his we need to make sure though that we are totally surrendering ourselves to him he created you but you don't have to serve him you don't have to give yourself to him I encourage you today to sing this song and really mean it. God loves you so much. Not angels nor demons no power on earth or 
forsake you. So if you feel alone today, you're really not. So focus on God. Give him your heart. He wants to wrap his arms around you and help you to feel his presence right now. God is real. God loves you. And he's always here. Thank you, Lord. When I walk through deep waters I know that you will be with me thank you Lord when I'm standing in the fire I will not be overcome through the valley of the shadow breaking through the darker night will not overtake me I am pressing into you Lord you fight my every battle oh no I will not fear and I will not fear I am not alone I am not alone you will go before me you
You amaze me, redeem me, you call me as your own. You amaze me, redeem me, you call me as your own. Yes, you amaze me, redeem me, you call me as your own. You amaze me, redeem me, you call me as your own. You're my strength, you're my defender, you're my refuge in the storm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Through these times, you have always been faithful. Yes, you bring healing to my soul. I am not alone. You call me as your own. You amaze me. Have you been redeemed by him? You call you his own. You amaze me. Redeem me. You call me as your own. Oh, I am not alone. I am not alone. You will go before tells us over and over in his word do not fear do not fear do not be discouraged I will never leave you I will never forsake you if you haven't memorized that memorize it so that the Holy Spirit can bring it back to your mind because I hear from a lot of people how alone they feel so you're not alone in feeling alone but you're not alone so if you can turn those thoughts of loneliness into, Lord, help me to feel your presence and focus on him, that loneliness leaves. His perfect love will drive out any fear that you have as well. Remember that scripture as well. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that we are not alone. We thank you that you have loved us with an everlasting love.
We can't even imagine how much you love us. Your love never changes. Lord, help us to run into your arms. Help us to run to you with everything. I bless you, Father. I praise you. I pray that you will just work in every one of us today. Work in every one of us today. Help us to hear your word and help us to apply it to our lives. And help us to be victorious in you, no matter what comes, that we will be victorious in you. Lord, I love you. I am so, so grateful for who you are and for all that you have done. I bless you, Lord, and I thank you in Jesus' holy name. Let's give him another shout. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you. Hallelujah. God, you are worthy. You are worthy. Amen. All right, so now is the time that if you want to greet, you can get out and about and greet. If you want to social distance, just stay where you are. And please don't go up to people who are staying where they are and try to shake their hand, okay? <laughs> but the other people, feel free to greet. All right. If you're a guest here today, we'd like you to uh, fill out one of these VIP cards out in the lobby. Tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself. And you turn it in out there, you get a free gift basket with uh, goodies in it. Okay, now, also, I got an announcement for the PCA ladies. Grab a friend and come to the 
Come, I can't even read it, sorry. Come out this September 21st to the Doodle Academy, located at 103 East Grand. We'll be creating bubble art. There's an example out in the lobby. Um, the cost is $20, and you'll get, to, you'll get to leave with your masterpiece. And best part, child care is available from 5.45 to 8.15 p.m. This is a great opportunity to get together and fellowship and get, get to know the ladies in the church. So now I'm going to take up offering, and I want to uh, share a scripture. I was thinking about what I was going to say today, and I'd like, I'd like to, it's about, God was really putting giving and faith on my heart. And I'd like to go to Luke 21, 1 through 4. It says, as Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put into very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put more in than all the others. All these people have given their gifts out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in all she had. I'm not saying give all your money here. I'm just, give whatever God's put on your heart, but have the faith that the widow did that God's going to provide. She give everything knowing God would provide her needs. So I'm going to tell you the different ways we got to give. We, you can give cash or checks to the ushers um, online at pcachurch.com. You can give in the PCA app. If you don't have that, go to the App Store or the Play Store. Search PCA Church and follow the prompts. You can text to give at 844-390-2401. There's a kiosk in the foyer that you can use. Um, the first time you use the kiosk, you must type in your full name, follow the prompts. Or you can mail in to PCA Church at 2313 East Prospect Avenue, Ponca City. You guys come forward for me real quick. I won't, Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time that we get to come together, Father, and worship you freely, Father. I pray that we worship you now with what you've given us, Father, what you've put in our hands, Father. Father, I pray that I pray for the gift and I pray for the giver, Father. I pray the gift goes wherever you want it to, Father, and I pray that you bless the giver, Father. Father, we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen? Man, I tell you what, Friday night, football's in the air, bands are playing. Everybody should be in a good mood today. Texas won. Everybody should be in a good mood today. OSU won. Everybody should be in a good mood today. OU won. Well, I expect that same and more enthusiasm during my message today. Because guess what? You win. Come on. I thought we'd be like a... A, a leftover of football today, you know? All of you cheering, standing on your feet, just getting after it for your team. And uh, I thought maybe today you might would do that for me. But I don't know. We'll wait and see to see if you're ready to stand and cheer. But today is going to be an interactive message, so stand with me. Some of you may be wondering, why are you dressed in a suit? Well, because before service we had some honor stars and honor friends and honor rainbows and honor daisies day and those girls did a lot of work and I dressed up for those ladies today. They deserve it. Go ahead and give all those girls a big hand. They deserve it. Amen. Take your Bibles and lift them with me, whether it's an iPad, an iPhone or the real word of God, which is the Bible in written form. Just say, no, just kidding. If you're a guest with us today, I was just kidding. Lift it with me, repeat this loud and strong. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. 
Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me every day to read thy word. Lord, help me every day to live thy word. I love thy word. And dear Lord, help me. Help the preacher, I pray. Amen. So if the sermon is good today, it's your responsibility. If the sermon today is not good, it is my responsibility. So you can't lose. I love it when you can't lose, don't you? You can't lose. So the title of my message today is this. We are. So I need you to practice because when we get to the points in the message, I need you to respond. So say it with me loud and strong on the count of three. You ready? One, two, three. We are. Okay, this time everybody. Okay? <laughs> loud like you would. Because, you know, we are is always this prefix to all the things that happen in our lives. Sometimes if we have a tragedy in Ponca, we'd be going, we are Ponca strong. Right? There are tragedies in other towns and they are their strength of their town. So today I need you, because you're part of the family of God, this is your team. Today I need you to go, we are as loud as you've got with everything inside of you because you are. You ready? One, two, three. We are. All right, that's a lot better. Here we go. Isaiah chapter 42, starting at verse 18 through 20. Hear you deaf. Don't you love it when the message starts off like that? I love it. Look, you blind, and see. Who is blind but my servant, and deaf like the messenger I send? Who is blind like the one in covenant with me, blind like the servant of the Lord? You have seen many things, but you pay no attention. Your ears are open, but you do not listen. Maybe moms have told their kids that before. You have heard me say many things, but you are not listening. You've seen me do many things, but you're not looking. Sometimes I think in our lives we get so caught up that we do not hear what God is speaking to us, nor do we see what God is doing in our lives. And so while we're in relationship with God, sometimes God has to look at us and go, hear you deaf, see you blind, because we all become deaf. In a, how many have been married more than for five years? More than five years, raise your hand. Wonderful. Ten years. Wow. Twenty Good grief, there's a lot of grace in this house. 30 years, 40 years, hands are still going up. 50 years, wow, 60 years. Wow, we, wow. there's a lot of grace in this house. I'm stopping at 60. But I wonder if in those decades of relationship, have ladies, and I need you to respond, have you ever thought your husband was deaf? Come on, ladies, this is your chance to speak out. Have you ever thought your husband was deaf? Yes. Have you ever put on something really nice and he not see it? Yes. yes. Guys, have you ever thought, no, I'm not going there. I'm smarter than that. <laughs> Israel is in relationship with God. And Israel has seen many things. And Israel has heard many things that God has done for them, yet... They are living like they are deaf. They are living like they are blind to the things that God has done for them. And sometimes in your life and my life, if we are not careful, 
in our relationship with God and going through our daily lives, we do not hear what God is speaking to us, talking to us throughout the day, take this direction, make this decision, do this and do that. We don't listen, nor do we see that God is actively involved in our day. Sometimes we go through a whole day and go, God, you didn't do anything. I needed you. I didn't hear you. Where were you? All those things. Israel is in the state of living blind and deaf for what God has done for them. And yet God, in the middle of their deafness, in the middle of their blindness, God sends the prophet Isaiah to speak to the nation. So chapter 42 is all about their deafness and their blindness, okay? Now we get to chapter 43, verse number 1. And here's what God speaks through the prophet Isaiah to the nation of Israel. But now... Now, God is always present. Now, this is what the Lord says. Israel, you listening? Israel, you looking? Because here's what God says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. I love that. Even in the middle of their deafness, in the middle of their blindness, which we have all been guilty of at times, God says, here's what I want to say to you. Here's what I want you to hear. Here's what I want you to open your eyes to. First of all, I formed you. I formed you. I know you. I created you. I know all your weaknesses. I know everything about you, your personalities. I know what's going on with your strengths. I formed you. I know you. I created you. And today, sometimes we think if we have a weakness in our personality or something, that God's this cosmic killjoy that's going to come down and just beat us over the head. No, in the middle of our weaknesses, God's always looking to us and saying, Listen, you deaf, here's what I'm saying. I formed you. I created you. I've summoned you by name. I know you. I know you. When I was a young kid, uh, there was a man in our church who had this big ranch farm, thousands of acres. Had a lot of cattle. But I remember riding on a tractor with him out into the pasture, and he had a name for every one of those cows. And he knew their personalities. And he knew this, this one old cow, her name was Bertha. I don't know why he named her Bertha. But Bertha was never going to be where all the rest of the cows were because Bertha was always in the back corner of the field, right where the fences came together, looking out by herself. And sure enough, we rode the tractor, couldn't find Bertha, went back to the corner of the field, there she was. I want to tell you, if a farmer or a rancher knows the names of his cows and their personalities, he didn't form them, he didn't create them. How much more does your God, your Father today, know you, call you by name? He formed you, he created you. So even at times when you are deaf and even at times when you are blind, God's saying, hey, wait a minute, you are mine. Do not fear. Do not fear. Our first response when we get into trouble is a lot of times fear comes over us. What am I going to do? What's going to happen? How's this going to work out? Fear comes in. We say things like, well, I, I think God's abandoned me, Pastor. Have you ever thought that? God's abandoned you? 
I don't feel him. He's not near. He's not with me. He does not hear me when I pray. He doesn't hear me when I cry. There's nothing going on there. God's the one that's deaf. No, God's not deaf. Have you ever thought sometimes that uh, maybe not only has he abandoned you, but that he doesn't even care for you? Yeah. Why? Well, because I messed up. Well, if anyone in here has never messed up, let me see that hand raised up. We've all messed up. We've all had times of deafness. We've all had times of blindness where God is speaking, but we're not listening. Where God is doing something, but we're not seeing it. And in the middle of that, sometimes we let fear creep into our heart. Or we let that feeling of God doesn't love me. God doesn't care. Where is God? And God's saying, hey, I created you. I formed you. I know you by name. You are mine. And why is it we, we quickly forget that we are God's? God has redeemed us. Okay, I know that. Well, God is summoning me by name. I know he knows my name. Okay, not a big deal. No, it should be, wow! God has redeemed me. I was headed to hell in that moment. I remember it like it was yesterday when I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. It changed everything about my life. It changed the way I think, the way I talk. It changed my direction in life from going in this job to going in this job. It changed everything in my family. It changed everything about my eternal. Wow, I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I can never let that be something I get deaf to nor blind to that I I cannot hear it and get excited about it again, that I can't remember and see it in my spirit's eye. Why? Because he redeemed me. He bought me. You're not your own. You are his. We are God's possession. So you ready? Here we go. Football loudness. You ready? Ready? One, two, three. We are God's possession. Again, ready? One, two, three. We are God's possession. Don't you ever go deaf to that. Don't you ever go blind to that truth. We are God's possession. You are God's. You are not your own. It doesn't matter how we may mess up in life. God breathed life in us. God knows us, our personalities, our weaknesses. We are God's possession. God told the prophet Jeremiah, look at this, Jeremiah 1, 4, and 5. The word of the Lord came to me. I love it when the word of God comes to you specifically, don't you? I love it when God takes the word the pastor's preaching or maybe you're reading or somebody's speaking and it just drives it right into your heart. This was driven into Jeremiah's heart. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, boy. I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You see, it's not just some nice little scripture that we have plastered across the wall in the foyer. It's truth. Before you were ever formed or created or born, God set you apart for a life that he has called you to. Do we make mistakes? Yes. Are we deaf to God sometimes? Yes. Are we blind to what God is trying to do in our life? Yes. But in those moments, God says, you are mine. Galatians 3.14. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. So that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. 
You see, it's not just Isaiah, it's not just Jeremiah, it's to you and me today. God has promised this to these prophets, but God says it comes through Jesus Christ. And it comes to all of us who were once Gentiles, and now we are now part of the family of God. We've been bought, purchased, redeemed. He formed us, created us, He knows us, and He says, you know what, I summon you, come to me. Come to me. Don't grow deaf to my voice. Don't grow deaf to my love for you, the sight of what I'm doing in your life. We've all been there. So say it with me loud and strong again. We are God's possession. We can't forget that. How many of you know that God takes care of his possessions? You take care of your possessions, don't you? I mean... The first thing that we possess is our bodies, and some of us take care of our bodies a lot. The Bible even says that, and I love this scripture. It's one of these, this is one of the scriptures I had in my heart, that uh, physical exercise profiteth little. And so I had that in my heart. Uh, no, we should take care of our bodies. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We should do our very best to eat right and exercise and maintain our weight and try to make sure the blood pressure is right, cholesterol right, A1Cs and all those things. That's our responsibility. We take care of our homes, don't we? We get out there and wash the windows and mow the yards and clean and dust and vacuum and all those things. We take care of our cars. We wash them up. But some people do that more than other people. And we're supposed to take care of our relationship with God too. And some of us do that better than other people. But even if you're one of the ones who doesn't do it very well, you're blind and you're deaf, God is still saying, you are my children. You are my possession. The Word of God says that He thinks about you day and night. He is never not thinking about you. Isn't that amazing? I've been married for 43 years, but there's times I'm not thinking about Sandy. About two minutes a day, about it. (laughs) I've got kids, but I don't always think about them. I've got, you know, I don't always think about you. You don't always think about me. Don't shake your heads up and down like that on that point. Just, that's a time just to keep that head real still. And today we are post-cross. Isaiah was pre-cross. Jeremiah was pre-cross. But today we are post-cross. We look back to the cross and we see how much... God has paid a price to redeem us. How much God has paid a price to love us. He calls us by name because we are God's possession. Look at verse 3 of Isaiah 43. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. I am the Lord your God. I am your Savior. That's truth. That does not change. It doesn't matter how we are going through life. It doesn't matter what's going on. You may say, Pastor, why are you preaching this way today? Because I've been with families this week. And their first response was fear. I've been with families this week. Their second response was, God has abandoned us. We don't feel His presence. We don't see God doing anything. We don't feel like He's answering our prayers. We don't hear. We don't see. And I'm here to tell you, whether you feel it, whether you see it, whether you think it or not, you are God's possession. You've been redeemed, bought with a price. He formed you, created you, called you by name, summoned you out, and said, you are mine. Hallelujah. 
And then he declares, I am your Lord and I am your Savior. He is our master. We are subservient to God's will. Not my will, but thy will be done. And he is the one who lords over our life. God saw Israel in bondage when they were in Egypt. What did God do for his possession? He sent plagues on Egypt. He killed all of their mighty warriors in the river, in the sea. Why? Israel is God's possession. God takes care of his possessions. He said, I brought down Cush and I brought down Seba as well. God fights for you. If God is for us, then who can be against us, Roma says. He defeats our enemies for us. God goes before us and fights our battles before we get there. I'm telling you truth. Now in the middle of hardships, we don't see that truth. We don't hear that truth. And that's why I'm preaching it to you today. So that in the middle of those times, you go, hey, wait a minute. We are God's possession. And God takes care of his possessions. God saw all of us in bondage to sin. He looks around heaven and goes, what am I going to do to defeat what sin has brought upon mankind? He saw his son and he said, I will sacrifice my son, shed his blood, give his life so that you can have life and have it abundantly. So that you can have freedom from the bondage of sin, set free from addictions, set free from all the things of this life that want to tear you up and tear you down. God says, wait a minute, I've got something stronger than sin. And he sent his son and said, why? I love you. You're mine. And I want a relationship with you. And I don't want you to be afar off. So I'm renting the veil from top to bottom so you can walk into my presence anytime you want to. Wow. God sent him to set us free. Isaiah 43 verse 4. Here's what he says. Since you are. I love that. Since you are what? Say it. Precious. Since you are precious and honored. In my sight. And because, say it with me, say it loud and strong. I love you. This is what the Lord says, deafened Israel. This is what the Lord says, blind Israel. You are precious in my sight. You are honored in my presence. I love you. Wow. I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. He gave the lives of the Egyptians. He gave the lives of those in Cush. He gave the lives of those in Seba for Israel. Why? Because they are precious in his sight. How long has it been since somebody told you, you're precious to me? We don't use that word much anymore, do we? You're precious to me. That means you're valued, you're honored. I love you. Guys, if I were you right now, I would be taking some serious notes to get some serious points in the future. When you think that lovely lady has forgotten this message, you can go to her and say, baby, I got something I want to tell you. You are precious in my sight. I honor you because I love you. That would score you some points right there. Amen. I know what I'm talking about. I quote the Bible a lot. It's good stuff. 
We're precious. We are honored. We are loved by God. Why? You ready? On the count of three, go ahead and put the next slide up. Because we are God's people. Say it again. We are God's people. We are. That's present tense. We are God's people. You are precious. You are honored. You are loved. And there are times we grow deaf and we grow sightless of the fact that we are loved. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares. Lie. The Bible says every word that comes out of the Satan's mouth is a lie. He cannot speak truth. And yet what do we hear in times of hardship? Lies. Nobody at the church cares about me. I thought that a bunch. <laughs> Through 30-something years of pastoring, I go, they won't even know if I'm not there this Sunday. They won't even, they don't care. Been in the hospital looking for somebody to come visit me. Nobody cares. Everybody's just praying for me. I don't want you to pray for me just by itself. Pray for me, yes, but come and see me. Yeah, I come see you. Yeah. Oh, it's the pastor we can't visit. What is that all about? When you are loved and when you are precious and when you are honored, people will let you know that. You're God's people. I'm sure all of us have something in our lives that is a prized possession. You, we all have something. It's prized to us. It probably would not be prized to anybody else. I have, I've shown this to you in the past. You may not remember. But I've got something that is prized to me that is not prized to anybody else. It's a, it's a cow's horn. A little horn of a cow. But my father used that horn and he blew it because he trained dogs. And when they heard certain sounds, they knew what to do. And I've got that horn on a stand on the bookcase in my living room in a prominent place. Why? It's a prized possession. It would be worthless to every one of you. Should something happen to me, you walk in my house and go, what is this? Throw it in the trash. But to me, it is prized. My dad held that. My dad blew into that. My dad spent years of his life with that. It's precious and it's prized to me. And I honor it and I love it and I hold it in a prized position. Guess what God does with every one of us? You are his prized possession. We don't take prized possessions and pack them up in a plastic storage container and shove it in the attic or put it in the basement. No, out of sight, out of mind, right? But we take things that are our prized possessions and we put it on display so that everybody that walks into our home can look and see, look at this prized possession. For some of you, it may be a piece of art. For some of you, it may be some handed down china. For some of you, who knows what it may be. But you don't stick it in a box and shove it in the back corner in the dark somewhere. God never puts you in a storage container and packs you away. You are God's prized possession. He displays you. It says, look, here's my nation Israel. They are mine. I have let nations die for them. I love them. They are honored. They are precious. They are mine. That's what God says you are. You are not your own. You've been bought with a price, which was the blood of Jesus Christ. And God looks at you, thinks about you day and night, and puts you on display and says, look here. Look at my child. Look at my family. Don't you have some great family pictures? Yeah. 
My wife found one this week that had been packed away out of sight. But it's a picture of her and her father and her mother and her brother Mike. As soon as she found it, she immediately took it out of that storage container. How did it get in here? She went to the store, bought a frame, and guess where it is? On the bookshelf. Is it in front of that horn? Better not be in front of the horn. But it's on the bookshelf in the living room. She can have it, but just don't put it in front of the horn. Yeah, why? It's a prized possession. She saw it. All these warm feelings came back into her heart of how much she loves her father and how much she loves her mom. And right now her brother that was in that picture is going through a hard, hard time in his life. And I got to tell you, in those moments, church, we cannot fear. We cannot fear. We cannot feel abandoned. We cannot think God doesn't care and God doesn't love me. Listen, God has done everything to show you how much he loves you. God says, open your eyes. So today, PCA, open your eyes. I don't care how you walked in here. I don't care what's going on in your life. You may be at the very pit of the bottom of despair. I don't care. The Bible says, look up. Look up into the hills from whence cometh your help because my help comes from God. My help's not coming from some other solution that the world has. My help is coming from God. And when I cry out, oh God, he hears with an ear that listens. Isaiah said his ear will never be deafened. His arm will never be shortened. That he will not hear the cries of his people and reach down and deliver them out of all their iniquities. I'm about to start preaching today because I want you to know God listens to you. God sees you and he's ready to reach down and pick you up. We cannot go by fear. You're precious. You're honored. And God loves you. But pastor, you don't know what all I've done. No, I don't. But he does. He does. And he still says, you are mine. He does. And he still says, you know what? You're precious to me. Any parents in here have some kids that were rebellious? Don't raise your hand on that one either. But even in the midst of their rebellion... Your kids are precious to you. You don't ever quit on your kids. They can be in prison. They can be addicted to drugs or whatever it may be. And they may be at rock bottom and so far away from God. I mean, in their lives. But mom and dads are still right there. God. It's my baby. And they're precious to me. Precious to me. I look around and see families that have been in the hospital rooms with their kids. And I want to tell you, I've been there too, just in the first thing that comes into your heart when the doctor says this bad report is fear. I mean, it just comes in first. You don't have to invite it in. You don't have to wonder if it's going to happen. It just comes in like a flood sometimes. And I've been in those rooms to where I had to really grapple to understand that there's truth greater than this fear. We've all been there. To where it just seems to overwhelm us and we're, we're crying out to God and nothing's changing. And we're thinking, is God deaf? Has God abandoned me? Has God left me? If you haven't been there, hang on. You'll get there. The enemy will make sure he puts you there. But in the middle of all that, you got to stop and shake your head and go, wait a, wait a, wait a, wait a minute. That's not truth. 
In these moments, I am not living by my feelings. I am living by my faith because my faith says God loves me. And I want to tell you, love is not a feeling. Love is a commitment. And God is committed to you. And if you've been married longer than 10 days, you know what I'm talking about. The first 10 days, oh, that's feelings, feelings, feelings. But after that, oh, it's a commitment. Enjoy the first little bit because after a while, it's a commitment. Yeah. This is not about feelings. This is not about how she looks or how he looks or how they make me feel. No, no, it's about, man, we're going to make this thing together. I'm going to kill you, one or the other. It's commitment. My wife has said many times, I'm telling you and I'm telling everybody on live stream, if I come up dead, question it. She said she can get forgiveness for murder. Ask her, I'm telling you the truth. May happen today, she said, I don't know. I'm already dressed for it. God told him, I've given Egypt Cush and Seba for you. At the cross, he says, you're precious. I'm giving my son for you. Look how much I love you. So much love while Jesus was hanging on that cross. The word of God, we understand God had to turn his back because of your sins and my sins upon his son. We are God's possession. We are God's people. Number three, you ready? We are in God's protection. You ready to shout it out with me loud because we need to shout this one. You ready? One, two, three. We are in God's protection. One more time. We are in God's protection. You are not doing anything by yourself anymore. Look at verse number two of Isaiah 43. This is one of the verses we love. But to get to verse 2, you got to get through 42 and 1. It says this, when you pass through the waters, I will abandon you. I will not hear you and I will not see you. No, what does it say? When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not oversweep you. When you walk through fire... You will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Israel, when you go through the Red Sea, I'll be with you. He said they walked across on dry ground. He caused the waters to stand and they walked across not on muddy ground, not on damp ground, but on dry ground. And he held the waters up. Why? Because I love you. You're precious you're honored. Three Hebrew children in the fire. Where's God? Walking with them. Hey, wait a minute. Didn't we throw three guys in there? I think I'm seeing four. And the fourth one has the countenance of the Son of Man. Yeah. I will be with you. Daniel, where's God? Oh, he's with me. He shut the mouths of the lions and I slept all night on a big furry pillow. Yeah. King goes the next morning. Hey, Daniel, how you doing? Expecting to hear nothing. I'm doing great, sir. What's for breakfast? 
What? I will be with you. Why is it our first response is, where's God? Why isn't He here? I don't feel Him. I don't know where He went to. He said, I'm going to be there with you. And not only will I be there with you, I will go through with you. I'm not just going to watch you go through it. I'm not just going to hear your cries while you're going through it. I'm going to be right there with you, walking every step with you, holding your hand, putting my arm around your shoulder. I got you. There are times. There may be times after today where you will not see what God is doing. Maybe you're here today and you go, I don't see God doing anything. God is constantly at work in your life. God goes before you. God fights for you. God is on your side. God loves you. Maybe you're here today and you're like, but I I don't hear anything of direction in my life of God telling me, well, maybe we're deafened. Maybe we need to get alone with God and get quiet and just say, God, I want to hear you if it's a still, small voice. But guess what God will do? If you won't sit down and listen to a still small voice, he'll yell at you. You don't want God yelling at you because he knows how to shout. I preached about that a couple of weeks ago. When he shouts, mountains tremble and shake and fall into pieces. When he shouts, things happen. You don't want God shouting at you. I've had to shout at my kids a few times because I didn't get their attention by talking to them in a normal voice. And you better understand, when I get loud, my kids better pay attention. I ain't playing no more. You don't want God getting loud with you because he ain't playing. I said go this way. But I want to go here. I want to do this and I want to do that. No, you're my child and you're going to do what I tell you to do. You ever had that because I said so thing? Your parents told you that and that's so unfair. That's not right. And then you did it as a parent. And as soon as you said it, you're like, oh no. I've become my parent's. When the nation of Israel was scattered, God was there. And they were scattered several times. God was there and God had a plan. And in the last year and a half, two years, guess what? The church has been scattered. We have been scattered in our homes, locked up, shut up. And guess what happens when you are not assembling yourselves together? You don't get encouraged like you will when you get together. You see, you being here, sitting... Just look around. That should encourage some of the other people to go, hey, I'm not the only one. Remember Brother Elijah? I'm the only one. Sometimes you feel like that. God's going, no, you're not. i got 7,000 others. What? Yeah, sometimes you're thinking, I'm the only one that loves God, serving God, going to church. Now look around. You're not the only one. Because every one of you in this house today and those watching by live stream, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are precious. You are honored. You are his possession. You are his people. You are in God's protection. God's protection. He puts angels all around about us as we're going through our day. And he protects us from the very missiles that are sent at us from hell. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about that. We're to have a shield of faith and extinguish every fiery missile that fires from hell at us every day. The enemy's trying to steal, kill, and destroy you. But God says, you are my possession, you are my people, I'm going to protect you. Now, does that mean we never have bad things happen? No. Bad things happen in our life because of sin. 
Adam and Eve because of the fall of man. So many times bad things come to our life and the first thing the devil puts in our mind is, well, you did it. You did it. And we didn't do anything. We're just children of God. How many enemies did Israel have? What did they do? They didn't really do anything. But Satan hates you. And his desire every morning when you wake up is to kill you. To kill your relationship with God. To steal you away. Your God's possession to almost sneak in. And I'm going to steal them away from God. Yeah. Destroy. Destroy you. Let me say, well, are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Why do you think sometimes it's so hard to even get up and come to church on a Sunday morning? It's such a battle. Because Satan does not want you here. Come on. Light bulbs go off here. Open your eyes. Satan doesn't want you coming to church. He doesn't want you coming on Wednesday night. He definitely doesn't want your kids coming and getting impacted by children's church and going into Royal Rangers and Impact Girls and Youth Ministry. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want them to hear the Word of God. He doesn't want you today to hear this Word of God because that's what he hates. And God loves you and God says you are sustained by my word. You are encouraged by my word. Get together and talk about it. I got to hurry. I'm excited today because I am God's possession. I'm God's people and I'm in God's protection. Look at verses 5 through 7. The nation of Israel had been scattered in times past. Here's what he says. Do not be afraid. So two times he has to tell them do not be afraid. Why? Because fear is the number one tool of the enemy. Do not be afraid for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east, gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. Say to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Wow. Moms and dads, you need to grab onto this one. When your kids go off and do stupid stuff, pray to the west, the east, the north, the south, wherever they are, and say, give them up and get them back here. I'm telling you today, bring them home, God. You know what to do. You know where they are, and you know what they're doing. But God says, you're in my protection. And I believe when I'm in God's protection, my kids are in God's protection. Because God loves me, and I love my kids, and God now loves my kids. And there's been times when daughters and sons have gone off and done the craziest things. What do you do? Well, first of all, you do not become afraid. But you begin to get on your knees and cry out to your God who loves you. God says, I know what you're going through. Because there's been times the nation of Israel has been scattered. I had to call to the north, had to call to the south, the east and the west and say, get them back together. I believe the church needs to get back together. I believe as a pastor, I've been praying this week, God, you know where our church is at PCA. You know they've been scattered by pandemic. You know that the enemy's put fear in their heart about coming back to church. I bind that in Jesus' name and I release the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit to bring peace and joy and happiness and health. And God, I pray it to the north, the south, the east, and the west. Get them back home where they need to be. Get them back home. 
We need each other. We need to encourage one another because there are times when all of us become deaf and blind to God's love and God's character and God's passion and God's possession of you. There's times when all of us feel like we're abandoned. There's times we all of us feel alone that God is not with us. And that's why he says over and over, do not be afraid. I am with you. I don't care what you're going through today. I don't care what you've done in your life to be deaf and blind to God in your life. I am telling you truth. God loves you. God is not a cosmic killjoy up there just ready. Oh, you messed up. Boom. No, I thought that for years until I studied the Word. God hates sin. I'm going to tell you that again because we don't talk about hate much. But God says, I hate sin, but I love the sinner. I love the person even in their sinful state because while we were all sinners... Christ died for us because he loves you. You are precious. You are honored. You are his prized possession. He's proud of you. You know how much it can do for a child, for a parent to say, I'm proud of you? Man, to these, these girls that were up here before church, they were being honored. I was so proud and I'm not even their parent. Can you imagine? I saw... Moms wiping tears from their eyes. Dad's bowing up the chest a little bit. It's my kid. It's my girl. And you should. You should. You should because they're your prized possessions. Man, God has gifted them to you. God has given the great gift to us. As parents, so we've got to take care of those gifts. And guess what? I thought once they left the house, I will never worry about them anymore. They're gone. Psst. I worry about them more than when they were home. Because when they were home, I knew what they were doing and where they were and all those things. Now they're gone. I don't know what they're doing. My God, God deliver them from stupidity. We need a casting out of stupidity service, I think, sometimes. But you always care because they're always your children. And God cannot help but care about you. You're his possession. You're his people. You're in his protection. Will things still come into your life that challenge your faith? Absolutely. Sometimes God allows those things to come into your life because he wants to build your faith. But he said, I'll never let more come upon you than you can handle. Right. Have you ever thought sometimes, God, <laughs> oh, buddy, I can't. He goes, yeah, you can. I know you. I formed you. I created you. I have plans for you. You can handle it. You just got to bow up. You got to bow up. You got to get strong. Several times in, in Joshua's life, read the first chapter or two of Joshua, he told him over and over, be strong and courageous. Joshua, be strong and courageous. But why, Lord? Because you're going to be the leader of the nation of Israel. What? Be strong and courageous. Over and over and over and over and over. Why? Because he had challenges ahead of him. Jericho, Ai, all those cities they went 
Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord says. Do you hear what God is speaking to you today? Have your eyes got open just a little bit wider today about how precious you are no matter what you're going through. And no matter how deaf we can be at times, no matter how sightless and blind we can be at times, in the middle of our deafness, in the middle of our blindness to God, God says, here is what the Lord says. I love you. And if we're not careful, that will become something that hits on a very hard heart. I tell my wife at least 10 times a day, I love you. And I mean it every time. Tell my kids every time I see them, I love you. Hug them up, hold them tight, give them kisses. They don't want me to, but I kiss them anyway. Because I love them. In my heart. And God loves you. You're his heart. David was a man after God's own heart. God's heart, not David's heart, God's heart. And today you are after God's heart. David messed up time and time and time again. Time and time and time and time and time again. And every time God says, in your blindness and your deafness, hear me, David, I've chosen you, called you by name, summoned you out. I formed you, I created it, I know all your weaknesses. And I love you. Would you stand with me today? I want to read something that is so familiar that you may not hear it. And it's so familiar that you may not even look at the screen to see it. But I want you to hear and I want you to see what I'm about to read. Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they're comfort to me. So whatever you have ahead of you in life, whatever you have had behind you in life, no matter how dark it was, he was with you. No matter how hard it was, he was with you. The problem is we just didn't see him. We didn't hear his voice saying, I'm with you. And we thought I had to go through that all by myself. No, you didn't. I was with you there. I was taking every step with you. And I think sometimes in our daily life, God may... I'm, come here just a second. I believe there's sometimes in my daily life, me and the Holy Spirit are walking through life, and I'm going this way, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit goes, watch out. And I'm going, what? He says, you didn't see it, but I did. I just protected you. I just protected you. Or maybe in my daily life, all of a sudden, he'll whisper something in my ear. You need to say this or do this. Because he's protecting you. Do you understand right now that there are armed warrior angels all around this auditorium? You don't see them. 
the prophet sent out his little protege. He said, go look and see. Do we have any help? Guy comes back. I don't see anything. Go look again. Do we have some help? We got a big army coming against us. I don't know. Do we have some? I see nothing. Go again. Oh, man. The mountains are filled with the army of God. Whew. Whether you can see it or not, man, your life is filled with armed angels of war protecting you and watching over you and taking you and guiding you and directing you every moment, every step, and God has given you every breath you breathe. I breathe life into you. I've given you life. I can take your life. That's who I am. But because I love you, you are precious and honored in my sight. If you're here today, you're going through hard times. The enemy didn't want you to hear this message today, but you did. I hope and pray you heard God speak this to you. I pray today that God's opening your spiritual eyes to see that He is with you. If you're here today and your kids have gone, maybe you needed to hear, they, my family's scattered. Mom, Dad, call them back in prayer. There's been times when my kids were scattered and we didn't know what to do. We cried out to God, God, walking around a high school track for hours at two and three o'clock in the morning. Cried out, God, bring my babies home. You know where they are. God, I pray for north and south and east and west. Give them up and bring them home. I've cried out in the rooms, hospitals with my wife and kids, with other families. God, by your stripes we are healed. We are healed. Cried out. You've cried out. Don't ever think that God does not hear you and reach his arm down and deliver you. So today, wherever you're at, whatever's going on in your life, I believe God sent me here as a messenger to open your eyes and open your ears and to hear what God says. Stop listening to everybody else. Stop listening to everything else and start listening to the Holy Spirit. He speaks truth. He speaks life. He speaks hope. He speaks joy. He speaks peace. And he can speak to you right now. Pastor Karen, could y'all sing that? Today we're not having an altar service. If you want to come, you are welcome. This church is always have open altars. But I believe right where you're standing, God is going to touch you right where we're at today. Maybe today God just needs to wrap his big old arms around you and say, hey, I love you, kid. I don't know where you're at, but God knows you, created you, formed you. So could you, for the next few moments, just give God some time?
sing it. When I walk through Yes. Just lift your hands to him for just a minute. We lift our hands and signifies I surrender. God, I'm surrendering. I'm ready to receive whatever you want to say to me. Speak to my heart today, God. Let me hear what you are saying. Let me have my eyes open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Through the valley of the shadow. for Christmas so my wife she finds a place called Cloudcroft New Mexico it's gonna have snow for Christmas so we take off we get there no snow we start praying God bring snow how many know that God's God of the weather too so he brought snow we go up to the top of mountain we're, we're tubing all day and the last run down the mountain I was coming down on the tube head first on my belly and my son I didn't see him he didn't see me and I, my head went right between his legs, hit his legs. I was flying wide open. 
I flip him up two times and he lands on his head and he's paralyzed. He can't move. His eyes have rolled back in his head. We don't even know if he's alive hardly. On the top of that mountain in Cloudcroft, New Mexico, guess what my lovely bride starts doing? God, you've abandoned us. God, you failed us. No. She gets down on her hands and knees and puts her hands on his head. She doesn't care how many people are there. She puts his hands on his head and starts praying like this. Everybody's freaking out with her. Holy Spirit, heal my baby. They come and take and put this cast thing around them that forms in the solid so he can't be moved. They take him 20 miles to Alamogordo, New Mexico. The doctors walk out and say he's paralyzed. Not accepting that report in the waiting room. God, you did not give us this baby for him to be paralyzed. God, you've got to call upon his life. You know Him. You formed Him. You created Him. He is yours. We dedicated Him back to you. Devil, you are a liar and the father of lies. We don't care what people are in the waiting room. About an hour later, the doctor walks out. He goes, I don't know what's happened. But here's your son. And he's walking. And there's nothing wrong with him. Come on. We are God's people. We are God's possession. We are in His protection. We had bought him a scooter for Christmas. The next morning, this was Christmas Eve. And the doctor said, he's going to be so sore, he probably wouldn't be able to move by morning. The next morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, he runs, jumps, bounces in our bed. It's Christmas! Gets on his scooter in the snow out in the parking lot, riding all over the place. Don't you tell me that we are not God's people. That we are not God's possession. That we are not in God's protection. I've seen too many things. I've heard too many things to believe that. Devil, you're a liar and the father of lies. Come on, PCA, shout and give God praise today. Hallelujah. We are. We are. Hallelujah. We got to bring it home and then we'll get out of here. We're going to change it from we are to I am. Amen. I am. Amen. You ready? This has got to be your best because God is listening and so is the devil. And if you don't convince the devil in the next few minutes that you believe this with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, guess what he's going to do? Oh, you didn't really believe it. I'm coming after you, boy. You ready? We are God's people. Nope. I am God's people. I am God's possession. And I am in God's protection. You got it? On the count of three, you ready? One, two, three. I am God's people. I am God's possession. I am in God's protection. Now give him a hand clap of praise. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.
compared to God's love, but I love you. God bless you. Have a great day today in the presence of God.